0: Welcome back, everybody. Thanks to a little baseball magic. We were an hour late, but you got a chance to listen to the exciting conclusion of the Astros and the Mariners. Two games the Mariners are going to just going to think back and say, man, we had them. Couldn't, uh, couldn't get the job done. Houston ends up winning two of the first, uh, really, uh, three that they need to win this series. All they've got to do is win one of the next three games, and this series is over. And uh, Seattle will look back and realize, man, they had so many great chances. So many great chances. Along with Adrian Bradus I'm Steve Kaplowitz. As we started off on this Thursday, we jump right out to Zoom and say hello to our man, Lee Sterling, from ParamountSports.com, as we are in the midst of uh, Locktober. What a great time to be you, right? You got college football, the NFL, baseball playoffs. We just started the NHL season. NBA starts next week. Uh, there's just so much going on in the sports world right now.
1: Yeah. You left out UFC also. I apologize. I knew that. But who's counting? You are. uh, You are, and Paramount
0: Sports is counting because that's part of that. That's part of Locktober. You guys get UFC as part of those picks, and uh, you've done very well with the uh, UFC predictions, haven't you?
1: We have. um, You know, it's not easy. You know, they have 20%, 30% juice there going on in the UFC. So a little harder. you got to pick your spots, but. We've had a lot of success, and uh, you've got to study tapes. you got to find out a lot of these guys are are changing gyms left and right, changing trainers, so that's important. you got to be uh, up on all of it.
0: Are there any handicappers that you would love to get into the octagon for a few minutes so you could just take care of business and (laughs) and
1: end it very quickly? Vegas Dave. You know who he is, don't you? I do. I do. All right. Um, That's good. You know what? I I mean— Anyone, hey, any, I'm, I'm okay with anyone selling picks, but it's the lying. You know, when you're telling people, you know, you went 16 and 0 and you went 1 and 15 the day before. So you just can't lie. Most I can ever say is like, we lost last week. I lost from my clients. I went 5 and 7. So I say, oh, I've won seven out of nine winning weeks. I'm not lying. We have. I've won 30. I've. I think we're 30, we have thirty we're thirty seven and nineteen the last five weeks great run, but I mean if someone's going to tell you um, they're eighty two and four, they're lying. I mean this is a great great run. If you hit 59 percent the season, it's the greatest season. I've had one season one season in twenty nine years above sixty percent. That's it. The next best fifty eight percent. No, I understand. Sports wagering was not built on winning
0: consistently every single time. If that's the case, they would have been out of business a long time ago.
1: Right. So They just want half the action on one side, one half on the other. Mm-hmm. They know that people are going to bet teams they're familiar with, yeah. popular teams. You know, uh, people love to bet the Cowboys. People love to bet the Raiders. Used to be the Dolphins, still semi-popular. Baseball, the Yankees. So they juice up those favorites. If you want to play those teams, you're going to have to pay a little more. So, uh, you know, there are some good people that do what I do and also some really bad ones, not even using their real name. And I mean, when you take advantage of people, it's just wrong. I hear you.
0: We're with Lee Sterling right now, ParamountSports.com. Let's get started. We got five games to get sure. to, uh, three in college, uh, two in the NFL. We'll begin with Alabama-Tennessee. Now uh, the line is seven and a half uh, for the Crimson Tide, but this will change a lot if Jalen Milrow goes in at starting quarterback, won't it?
1: Yeah, it, it'll it'll come down to maybe four or five. So I think Bryce Young's playing. That's why the line's sitting at seven and a half. I think, obviously, not a hundred percent, but I think he's going to be a go. And Tennessee is getting closer. Um, Last five years, closest they've come has been 22 points, but let's talk about their injuries. Um, Cedric Tillman star receiver over a thousand yards receiving last year. He's not going to play 12 touchdowns out two of the top four defensive backs. It looks like will not be a go. And they're ranked 128 out of 131 teams. So this is, this is trouble against an Alabama team. Still good. Do I think this is one of their best teams? No. Nothing close to two years ago. But they haven't played well. I think it partially falls on their coordinators. I don't like – you just feel like there's no flow going on um, either way here. And I think Tennessee was kind of gifted to win last week a little bit. Not taking too much away from them, but LSU fumbles the opening kickoff. When that happens, it seems like, you know, that team is done. Then they give up a 58yard punt return uh and then they go for two straight possessions on fourth down don't get it and all of a sudden they're down 20 nothing so I I think Alabama's the right side here I think they're still much better and 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 I'm not don't love the you know Tennessee coaching staff so I- I'm gonna lay the seven and a half roll tide 45-31.
0: Lee's second game is Michigan and Penn State. Uh, it's at the big house. Michigan minus seven. They're both undefeated. Penn State's 5-0. and o, Michigan's 6-0. and uh, Somebody's got to lose in this one. Who's it going to be?
1: The way you, I love the way you said someone's got to lose. So last year, back and forth, and Michigan scores with three-something to go on the clock in the game, and they pull out the 21-17 win, and they escape Happy Valley with a win. I thought both teams were very similar. I think both teams again this year, very similar. Penn State, though, has a bye week to prepare, game plan, and I think it's their circle game. I think it's that game that in the offseason, virgin 6.2 yards per carry, scored 11 touchdowns, but for Penn State, Singleton and Allen, they've gained a combined 770 yards, and scored eight touchdowns. They actually average combined 6.4 yards per carry. And remember, Sean Clifford went in there two years ago. One twenty-seven seventeen. 17 I think the wrong team's favorite. I like Penn State. 23-20.
0: All right, Lee, we'll keep things moving with our final college game. It's TCU and Oklahoma State, another battle of undefeateds. Uh, both teams are 5-0, and 2-0 in the Big 12. TCU has looked awfully good. They're ranked 13th. They're at home. Oklahoma State's ranked 8th. TCU, minus 8 is where we saw it yesterday. It's down now to minus 4, Lee. What's happened right. that's cut this line in half over the last 24 hours?
1: So – I, I think that the people realize that Oklahoma State is is really solid. So this is another game where both teams, I think, are similar in talent, especially the offense. They actually average the same scoring, the same amount of points. I believe, though, TC is a little more dynamic on offense. They have more home run hitters. But Oklahoma State, more battle-tested on defense and much better special teams. Their kicker, Tanner Brown, 8-for-8 eight eight on field goals. Hit all 26 extra points. The two TCU kickers, three for four field goals. They missed two extra points. And kick returner, Jaden Nixon, touchdown on a kickoff return against Baylor. He also returned one all the way to the one-yard line. That might be the difference in a close game. And then you talk about TCU. Not one of the better home field advantages. Only 19-27-3 against the spread as a home favorite the last decade. I think Oklahoma State pulls off the small upset, 37-34.
0: That takes us to the NFL, Lee. we got two games to talk about. Yep. Let's get to the biggest one everybody's getting into. Buffalo and Kansas City should be terrific. Uh, right now, Josh Allen is arguably the best quarterback in football. He can do it all. Buffalo has been so much fun to watch. Uh, but then you got Patrick Mahomes on the other side. These are the two best quarterbacks in the game, two best offenses, and arguably two of the best teams in the game. Somebody has to be favored, and it's Buffalo minus 2.5. I guess we could have had a pick em game, but that's not the case. Give me your thoughts
1: on... On, uh, on, on
0: really game of the year in the NFL?
1: So it was incredible last year. I mean, that game, you didn't want it to end. And unfortunately, some team, one team had to lose last year. But people forget, or a lot of people do, that Buffalo won the first game and they blew out Kansas City. I think they're much improved from last year. I think their front seven is the difference. So... They get to the quarterback more and also have more depth. But the biggest mismatch, in my opinion, is the Buffalo wide receivers against Kansas City DBs. Devontae Adams just ran right by whoever they put on. Buffalo has three guys that can do that. And they come in different shapes and sizes. I believe. see Stephon Diggs is the best, but the other two guys are really talented. So – um, I I think that's a mismatch here and then even special teams, you know, Kansas City's kicker didn't play last week, if even if he plays this week, not 100%. I like Buffalo. I think they're going to get it done 42-28. Lee,
2: when we're talking about the AFC, if it's not these two teams right here in Buffalo and Kansas City, who do you think it could be going out and representing the AFC? You
1: know, that's a, that's a tough one. Um I think they're head and shoulders above every team. I mean, it's 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 not even close. I mean, um, the, and, and it starts with the quarterbacks too. Talent wise, the Chargers are really talented. And what's crazy is they're playing probably their best football now without maybe two of their top three players. You know, so some people thought Denver would be good, but they're done. I mean, biggest problem for Denver is they can be done for the next four or five years. How do you, how do you, how do you write off that contract? So. I don't think we've ever seen a quarterback that people still still thought had two, three years left in him done at age 33.
0: Unbelievable. Talk about Russell Wilson and what what that's been. Final game, Philadelphia hosting the Cowboys. Uh, Dallas, the resurgence with Cooper Rush. They're five-and-a-half-point underdogs to the Eagles, the only undefeated team left in the NFL. Last week, Cowboys are five-and-a-half-point dogs. They beat the Rams. Can Lightning strike twice in this key NFC East matchup?
1: Why not? I mean, Dallas dominated in both games last year. Philadelphia, their center, left guard, left tackle, all game-time decision. So, you know, I, I, Dallas's defense is special right now. Look what they did to the Rams last week. They sacked Stafford five times, three turnovers, held them to 10 points. No one scored above 19 points. I think this is a, a low-scoring game. And for that reason, you got a low-scoring game. You're getting almost a touchdown. You grab it and run I think Dallas pulls off the outright upset, 21-17.
0: Man, oh, man. All right, Lee, let's talk about what you've got at ParamountSports.com. You're in the midst of October, and you got one of the best college football games we're going to see this weekend in the Pac-12
1: as your game of the week. Yeah, Utah against USC. Everyone's been waiting for this game. Must-win game for Utah. USC, we're going to find out if they're for real. Playing in Salt Lake City is is no easy task. You want to get the game for free? 800-400-9741. Again, the number, 800-400-9741. If you want to come on board, uh, we don't call it October. Call it Locktober. You get three weeks of action through October 31st, just $247. Use coupon code SAVE100, three weeks of action, and we rate the games from 10 to 50 units. We've not had a game this year above 40 units. I have two forty five 45-unit plays. One in college, one in the NFL. Those are included. Generally get 10 to 14 games a week, and we're 51 and 18 on these 45, 50-unit plays. Last decade, just one place, ParamountSports.com. Terrific stuff as
0: always, Lee. Enjoyed the conversation. We'll look forward to doing it again with you right back here next week.
1: Okay, Steve. Take care. See you, Adrian.
0: There he is, Lee Sterling, folks, ParamountSports.com, as we continue quarter past right now here on the program. We'll take a timeout, come back with plenty more. But first, let's go to Charlie One. Hey, it's Charlie in traffic as we get going. Jeff Erickson coming up next here on 600 ESPN El Paso. Past the hour as we continue. It is our Zoom Thursday here on Sports Talk. We just had Lee Sterling with us from ParamountSports.com. Now we get a chance to say hello to this man. He's Jeff Erickson from rotawire.com your one-stop shop for fantasy sports. Jeff is set up uh, in one of the most picturesque, scenic views you're going to find anywhere, <laughs> his backyard, and uh, man, oh man, that looks like a gorgeous day in Southern California. Uh, just uh, ideal, right? Middle of October, couldn't ask for better.
3: Yeah, it's uh, yeah, I got my palatial backyard here, and, uh, yeah,
0: it's a Chamber of Commerce day, though. 79 degrees is the high. It's beautiful. Oh, man, that's nice. Speaking of beautiful, uh, for a lot of people right now, fantasy football season, I don't know if I would say it's been beautiful, it's been unexpected, it's been frustrating, because sometimes you're just dealing with players whose values aren't exactly where they should be at this time of year. Guys are hurt, guys are underproducing, and then there are certain players that weren't even on the radar that are becoming fantasy gold. Yeah,
3: that's right. Scoring is down overall. Uh, Running back scoring in particular, I, I know after week four, Saquon Barkley was the uh, leading fantasy back. I think the number one back and he, his score was the lowest number one running back score cum- cumulative uh, after four weeks since 1997. Uh, yes. You know, yeah. It, it's down, uh, quite a bit. We saw, you know, a couple of things, guys, you know, have big games last week. Nick Chubb has been awesome all season long. Austin Eckler has really recovered his value despite losing their top, uh, left tackle, uh, Rashawn Slater out for the season. Uh, Matchups against Texas, uh, the Houston Texans and uh, the Cleveland Browns probably had a lot to do with that, though.
0: I'll tell you what, I'm watching the Rams, and I feel bad for right now for everybody involved in that offense. That line can't do anything. You can't protect Stafford. You can't open up holes for the running game. Look, I know Cam Akers might not be what he was a couple of years ago, pre-injury, but when mm-hmm. there are no holes to run through and guys are just waiting to wrap you up as soon as you get to football, it's hard no matter who you are. Henderson, Akers, anybody right now to start producing on the ground uh, in Los Angeles.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's it's Cup, and that's it. Maybe Higby, uh, if you're really looking to have any sort of production from anyone there. I, I try not to start Stafford. I'm in a league with Superflex League where I'm stuck with him, uh, but because there's not, I'm not going to do any better. Uh, that's the problem. Is off the waiver wire. Geno Smith, that train is coming gone. I mean, you can't pick him up anymore in a, in a super flex league. I'd start him over uh, Stafford if I had him, but uh, I just don't have that chance.
0: So you said the train is gone now for Geno. Where is the train still available right now? What stops are left if there are certain guys that you could say get them now because in a week or two they're going to be gone
3: well at quarterback it's pretty slim but Kenny Pickett maybe uh you know coming off uh, a game against Buffalo where they got blown out but he had the volume and they had a couple fourth downs in Bill's territory where they failed they had another instance there where they settled for the field goal where it looked like Deontay Johnson got both feet down they overruled it ultimately there uh, that could have been a touchdown drive. Uh they missed two field goals. In other words, there was points left on the field, basically. And again, a tough match began this week against the Bucks. But you know, I you know, he might he might still produce a little bit there. So you can still find him in places, although not so much in super flex leagues, but singer quarterback leagues. You know, at least you'd have an alternative to Stafford.
0: Yeah, you're right. And by the way, um, from a fantasy standpoint, uh, Tom Brady has not been good as a whole, but last week he was really good. And, of yep. course, that would be the week I sat him on my bench and played hmm. uh, another quarterback in his place. So you Last know,
3: two weeks, last yeah. two weeks the volume has been there for Brady uh, and some decent production. Remember, against the Chiefs, they were playing catch-up there, and they just abandoned the run completely. Only six rushing attempts in that game. So, uh, you know, the last two weeks have been better, and it coincides with Codwin getting back on the field. Uh, I don't think they're going to have Julio again this week, but they're slowly getting a little healthier. Perriman looks like he'll be able to play, uh, you know, th- but Evans has been healthy. He's had that one week where he was suspended and that really hurt the Bucks' passing game too.
0: The Dolphins were a great story early on. Then everybody got hurt. And last week, once the Jets defense got a hold of them, minus uh, Teddy Bridgewater, it was all downhill. And I'm trying to figure out if you own Dolphin players, are you just waiting for Tua to come back? Is that pretty much the game plan right now?
3: Or at least Bridgewater. I mean, mm-hmm. I, you know, we've got one play with Bridgewater. You know, in the Thursday night game, remember when Tua got hurt, Bridgewater actually was pretty decent, and they didn't shy away from their packages once they brought Bridgewater in. But once Skylar Thompson was in, it's a completely different story. It's a very conservative approach. The deep ball was pretty much gone at that point in time. Didn't help that, like, uh, Smythe had that big drop uh, that could have led to a, a possible touchdown drive when the game was still close. Uh, At that point, it was still uh, 1917. Uh, The Bucks, uh, I mean, the Jets ultimately stopped them on uh, and and stopped him and uh, forced a long field goal attempt, which missed. And then they got three quick touchdowns in the fourth quarter. That could have been a different game.
2: Jeff, when it comes to Jamar Chase, uh, he's been good, not great. Uh, he hasn't, you know, been excellent except for Week One. Do you think he'll get better as the season moves along, or, or get more explosive, or do you think this is kind of where?
3: Bengals have a real problem right now. They can't solve the two uh, two high shell, uh, you know, two high safeties uh, shell defense. There, they're just not being they haven't found a way to crack it downfield and chase has been affected the most by that. You saw him he was a check down artist last week. It didn't help. Uh Higgins missed most of that game and he was a decoy even when he was on. Higgins hasn't practiced this week by the way. So I, I think it might be a little bit more problematic this particular week against the Saints. I think they figure it out eventually, but it's gonna be require some patience. This week uh you know I mean I think Chase will get you get there on volume for you. I think he'll probably even score. But I don't expect him to get loose on any big plays.
0: You know, we were just talking uh, earlier to uh, one of our uh, guys, Lee Sterling from Paramount. He was talking about the disaster that is the Russell Wilson contract right now. And he wonders if this is going to put Denver in a hole for the next four to five years. If you own Russell Wilson in fantasy, you've probably either benched him or cut him by now. Does he have anything left in the tank? Or is this potentially just a catastrophic situation for Denver? I, I
3: want to see what happens like with the shoulder. like how much has that been a problem? Was it more than just these two weeks or was it just these two weeks or is de- dealing with that? Um, I, I wouldn't cut them. I, I probably would try to avoid a start him this week, too. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's a kind of a quick reshuffle league. Things happen in a hurry. But yeah, he looks pretty bad right now. This could, yeah, yeah I think yeah, your previous guest was right. I think it could be a bad long term
0: situation. Now, you've got Cortland Sutton ranked 13th uh, in your value meter this week, which is his primary target against uh, the Chargers. And then Jerry Judy is a little farther down, 20 fifth uh so the question is if they fall behind by the in, against the charges they're going to have to put the ball in the air which is why mm-hmm. you would think guys like sutton and judy could have some value
3: yeah uh, i might still downgrade those guys i want to see what happens in practice with wilson he's limited today keep in mind they play on monday so i, I have a little bit more time to, to make that decision uh but those guys might be worthy of a downgrade if uh, we get bad news in fact probably you know just just saying it it sounds wrong, right? If the passing if we're that down on Wilson, we probably shouldn't have two guys in the top twenty five among the receivers.
0: Meanwhile, speaking of receivers, you've got AJ Brown ranked fourth against the Cowboys defense, and you got CD Lamb ranked sixteenth against the Eagles defense. This is interesting for me because Dallas's D has been really, really good with Dak out. So I'm interested to see what Philly's offense can do. And C D has been one of the primary, if not the primary target uh Uh, for Cooper cup, uh, for Cooper rush over the last four weeks. So interested to see if those rankings change heading into the big one, uh, come Sunday night.
3: Well, Lambs seems like a good candidate to go over uh, Cortland Sutton, who we just talked about. I could see that happening. Um, you know, Hertz is playing at a better level than rush. I mean, the the Cowboys are winning, but it's not because of Cooper rush. He's just a game manager. Mm -hmm. Um, it's not like he's passing all over the place. Uh, I think Hurts could be in line for a pretty decent game now. The question is, will they have uh, their left, tacker, uh, t- left tackle, Jordan Malata, who uh, missed last week against Arizona? I think that's a big factor in this game because obviously the, the Cowboys' pass rush has been their best component so far.
0: When Dak comes back, do you think they're going to stick to the script they've been doing with, uh, with Rush, or do you think they're going to go back to letting Dak throw the ball like he did pre-injury?
3: I don't think it'll be like same pre-injury levels because I think they're going to want to try to protect them a little bit. Uh, and I do think that there's con- some, some concerns about can they you know survive in shootouts? I think they they're better off in close games and let the defense uh, take over. I mean, they do have two solid running backs. Uh, the, you know, uh, one thing I, I will say is they've got a lot more mileage out of Smith at left tackle ever since uh, Tyron Smith uh, got hurt. You know we were worried about that position, and it has he's he's graded out pretty well. Uh, so that's one of the things that's been a pleasant surprise on offense for them.
0: More with Jeff Erickson as we continue here on Sports Talk. But first, let's swing it out to Adrian. He's standing by. Bottom of the hour. Sports Center updates next. Jeff Erickson talks fantasy sports with us every week at this time, and we're fortunate enough to let uh, be able to have Jeff Zoom from outside, which, by the way, we, if you remember any time uh, last time during COVID, we started Zooming more with Jeff. It was a terrific, terrific view. We loved it. We went back to the phones, and I said, you know what? Let's get back to Zooming. You sound great, clear as day, and you got a beautiful view. I mean, inside, outside, I don't care. It's perfect. The uh, the wireless connection is good, so all is well right now, Jeff. And uh, I'm telling you, I don't know if you do any of these uh, Zooms for uh, for um, Rotowire from outside, but if not, you need to start incorporating that. It's, it's pretty nice. I might. Yeah, I might. I'm getting my vitamin D. It's
3: good. Go. Uh, I need to breathe some fresh air. Just as long as the gardener next door isn't too loud, we're good.
0: All right. Well, if they are too loud, don't worry. We sometimes get uh, the uh, vacuum cleaner in the 6 o'clock hour of the show. So nice. we Always just incorporate nice. It's part of the ambiance of doing live, live radio, right? That's that's what it's exactly. all about. Exactly. Uh, give me your thoughts on tonight's Thursday night matchup. It starts in less than an hour. Chicago and Washington. Are there any plays? Let's put it this way. I picked up Jerry Judy in a league, in, in a guillotine league ad drops today. And immediately subbed him in for uh, Mooney of Chicago, who I just, it's hard to trust on a week to week basis. Are there any Bears or Commanders you like in this one? I
3: mean, I could see Mooney being okay because the Commanders' secondary is pretty awful. William Jackson, the third, has been a colossal bust. Didn't even make the trip. Uh, You know, he got benched in the second half last week. They put it, they slapped an injury tag on him. But uh, Brian Robinson's getting the start for the uh, Commanders. I I feel almost tempted to play under props on that. I, I'm I don't think I I wasn't terribly impressed so far. I think it's a great story, but I'm not sure this is a good matchup here. I mean, I, I think you know both defenses are pretty good for streaming options in fantasy this week. Uh I, I yeah, David Montgomery. I like David Montgomery and Khalil Herbert. I think they'll be able to run the ball pretty effectively against the commanders. I don't think there'll be a whole lot of passing. I don't know. It's one of those games where everybody is predicting an under, and the unders already set at thirty eight, so it's it's uh, almost impossibly low. But uh, you know, so you know, watch it be thirty to thirty thirty to twenty five or something, just to st- uh, stymie us a little bit.
0: And I'm sure Mooney's going to go off for over a hundred yards and a couple touchdowns because I mentioned him this week. But it's hard when a guy like that gives you the home run play, but he's not that possession receiver like so many others are. You're it's 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 either boom or bust almost uh, weekly. Exactly. All right. Uh, let's talk about some of the other big uh, big matchups this week. I noticed, and I'm looking at the value meter right now and how you have everybody ranked. We talked about uh, A.J. Brown ranked fourth. You've also got Marquise Brown ranked ninth this week for Arizona going up against Seattle, and right above him is D.K. Metcalf. So you think Metcalf and Brown will both have a big games in that one?
3: Oh, yeah. I, this is a game outside of KC Buffalo I'm looking forward to the most from a fantasy perspective. It's a, cha- it's a shame that they're on at the same time because, and obviously KC Buffalo is the marquee game of the season, let alone this week. Uh, but this is, you know, Seattle games are appointment uh, fantasy television in a way because they're, they're they're pretty efficient offensively and they can't stop anybody. So I expect uh, big numbers on both sides of the ball. I think this is a good week for Kyler Murray to get well. I think uh, if you go out, I think the pe- pickup of the week, if you can't get Kenneth Walker, and he's a he's only available in about 50% of the leagues, and that probably is skewed heavily towards leagues that are smaller or less active. But uh, I like you know Benjamin on the other side of this contest. James Conner didn't practice yet this week. He's got bad ribs. Uh, Daryl Williams is already out. Uh, they put uh, another guy, Ward, on the IR. The backups now for Benjamin are... Uh, Keontae Ingram, who hasn't been active yet this week, and two guys off the practice squad. So I think Eno you know, Benjamin is going to get a lot of work, and this is a great matchup against Seattle. So I think he's a sneaky play, DFS and season long wise.
2: Tough two weeks for the Jacksonville Jaguars, Jeff. But what yeah. do you think about guys like Trevor Lawrence, Christian Kirk going into this week against the Colts?
3: You know it's so hard with these jaguars uh, because you know I thought last week was a smash spot for James Robinson and he couldn't get untracked at all. They lost their left guard in that game. I think that's a little underrated. But also Travis Etienne outsnapped Robinson, so that's uh, I actually am kind of low key big on Etienne this week. I think he's like a lot. You treat him like a rookie running back where he's getting more playing time over the course of the season. Obviously missed all of last year. As far as Lawrence and Kirk go. Uh, it's tough. It's it, it's pretty tough. I think the Colts are actually a reasonably difficult team defensively uh, to face. I think uh, Lawrence regressed badly. I mean, he he made some bad decisions last week against the Texans. His his throws were sailing high in other instances. You know, you can't blame the weather conditions last week like you could in Philly the week before. So, I, I'm a little lukewarm on those guys this week.
0: Let's talk about some of your favorite plays this week. I, I've noticed that uh, Ramondre Stevenson has jumped up to seventh right now on the yeah. value meter after that big, big game last week against uh, Detroit. No reason why, if you're New England, you wouldn't keep uh, running your horse, right?
3: Yeah, not only that, but Cleveland's been terrible against the run the last two weeks. You Remember, two weeks ago, Atlanta ran 11 plays in a row for a drive and a half. Uh, Very effectively, Austin Eckler went for a ton of yards last week, and Kelly ran well when Eckler needed a breather. So I I really think Stevenson's going to have a big game this week. Keep in mind, Damian Harris is hurt. Uh, has had two limited practices, but earlier reports suggested he might miss multiple weeks. So I wonder if they are listing as limited, just as some of this little New England subterfuge. I don't think uh, Harris plays at all.
0: Who are some of your other favorite plays this week? Uh, you now, I, I think you
3: always are looking to find, uh, you know, specific mashups. So for instance, Melvin Gordon, I know he is a little limited in practice today, but I think he's actually probably a decent play against the Chargers, another team that's tro- uh, has trouble stopping the run. That's another thing I kind of like a little bit there. Um, I-, I like Hayden Hurst against the Saints, especially with if Higgins doesn't play. I think he's the guy that benefits a little bit from that. I think he's a top-10 tight end this week. Um, and tight end's just a nasty, nasty position right now, too. If you don't have one of the big two guys – or you didn't stumble into Taysom Hill last week. I mean, it's, it's, been, it's been really problematic. Uh, watch out for Raheem Mostert on the uh, Dolphins. Returned to a full practice today, Sat out Wednesday. I think it's kind of more of a rest day than anything else, but uh, he's really taken over in that backfield for Miami.
0: You know, I spent a high pick on Kyle Pitts, thinking it was going to be a breakout Ugh. for him at tight end, and I'm just I'm hating it right now. The injury didn't help, but even when he was healthy, he wasn't uh, racking up the kind of uh, yards and, 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 and big games like you expected.
3: Oh, for sure. I I've got him in places and recommended him to everyone. Um it, it's one of the biggest surprises of the season, but they really just don't want to expose Marcus Mariota. They do not want him throwing that much. They want almost max protection all the time. They're asking Pitts to block more. I you know, and they and for a while, you know, they were two and two and going into last week. They came back late against the Bucs. And then had that horrible roughing the passing passer call. Now I don't know if they would have driven the length of the field to score. Uh, They threw for they had a net one ten passing yards last week if you account for sacks. So it wasn't exactly like they were tearing it up offensively. You can't really justify the decision from that standpoint. But uh, Arthur Smith is probably playing it like that because that gives them their best chance to win. Is this tight, close to the best game? Uh, So we may gnash our teeth and hate it, but it makes sense to them. So might be a while before we see Pitts.
0: Let's talk about what you've got up on the website right now, rotowire.com. I'm on the fantasy football section. I noticed Dan Marcus on the NFL waiver wire with his deep dive for week six, yep. exploiting the matchups, your value meter. We've got the monkey knife fight, prop picks, a lot of, lot of stuff going on up as always, especially within the last 24 hours. You've got a ton of articles up at rotowire.
3: Yeah, we do. And, you know, as the, you know, towards the end of the week, obviously, that uh, volume increases, especially for anything for DFS or gaming purposes as well. We cover a lot of different angles,
0: a lot of different ways to play and enjoy our game. Meanwhile, let's talk about baseball. It's never too early to start thinking about uh, 2023, especially in Dynasty and Keeper Leagues, like a lot of us are in. Adrian and I play in the same league. We're starting to think about it right now. Uh what are we – like, you know, how is the process for trying to evaluate player values for next season coming?
3: Um, I, I'm taking a full week off this week, and enjoying the playoffs. And then, you know, although we did have a meeting and we're going to be talking about our process – Trying to get the projections out earlier because you know draft and holdings have already started it's insane we have a rudimentary set of rankings out there and we'll constantly update them of course i want to pay attention uh, to a couple things the starting pitching like how many go in the first three rounds uh how early does the closer run start i think it might start a little later this year after what happened this year um but you know just because there's fewer and fewer saves among the top closers and fewer top closers so uh, I, I think you know it's a tough spot to be in right now, and we're going to figure that out and in conjunction with the new rules for next year.
0: Rotowire.com slash free. Ten days. You don't even have to uh, put a credit card down, Jeff, and you can enjoy everything you have to offer.
3: Yes, sir. Uh, Rotowire.com slash free. Uh, no credit card
0: required. Get that free trial and uh, kick the tires. Hopefully you want to subscribe. This was great. Enjoyed the conversation. We'll look forward to doing it again right back here with you next week. Awesome. Thanks, Steve. He's uh, Jeff Erickson, folks, as we continue here on Sports Talk. 42 pass. We'll take a timeout. Come back with more in a moment. 600 ESPN El Paso. Back here on Sports Talk. 49 passed. Oh, man. It has been a uh, jam-packed, guest-intensive show because we've only been on for 49 minutes. We had Lee Sterling. We had Jeff Erickson. We're going to get Lane Frank from... uh, New York on in our final segment of the uh, our final hour of the show. But, you know, we're missing something today. Yeah, I know what we're missing. We're missing Adrian's physical athletics uh, fitness tip of the day. Adrian, what do you have for us? Thanks, Steve. Thanks to physical
2: athletics. They remind you. Don't push through pain. Know the difference between discomfort and pain. This is a big thing with them. Uh, the goal is to improve your body when you go out and work out. And if you push through pain, you actually risk more of a chance of injuring yourself even more, keeping away from you away from the activities you enjoy. With physical athletics, you also get a personalized workout plan, plus you get access to a free health screening. So if you've experienced some kind of discomfort, experienced some pain, you could actually go with the free screening that physical. Athletics offers. It's with a physical therapist if you have any pain or issues that you've been experiencing. It's never too late to start your fitness journey. You could start it today with Physical Athletics. Two locations on El Paso's east side out at Joe Battle and East Lake. You can get a free one week trial and see what they're all about. You can call or text them at 915-996-4476. That's 915-996-4476 to get started with Physical Athletics.
0: You know, it's so true because you say it's never too late and uh, just look at. You, you've got uh, a big one coming up at the end of the year that you're pretty excited about, and you started your physical, uh, f- you know, athletics journey here uh, about a month ago, and g- been reporting on us each week about how things have been going.
4: Yeah,
2: most definitely, it's been uh, it's been an interesting journey to say the least. I say interesting because you got to get up early. It's like a, a four a.m. wake up call. Uh, you head out to the east side and you get a great workout before you start your day. I'll tell you this: it's given me a lot more energy throughout the day That's for good. sure. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, I have physical athletics to thank for that.
0: That is, that is nice. And you know what? Yeah, it's tough getting up early. But like you said, once that workout starts, uh, you wake up really fast, don't you?
2: Yeah, and then you're in bed by 11 o'clock. You don't have to worry about staying up late and stuff like that ahead of another day. So, it's, it's yeah, it's excellent. I love
0: it. Absolutely perfect. All right, uh, no Yankee game tonight because of the rain. The good news is we'll have it for you at 11 o'clock tomorrow. So how about that? We'll give you Yankees-Guardians at 11 a.m. We weren't even going to be airing a game tomorrow because of football Friday night and all of our commitments uh, with high school football and our regular programming. But we get to have uh, little Yankees Guardians, a little Yankees-Guardians, uh, a little lunchtime baseball for you on 600 ESPN El Paso tomorrow.
2: Yeah, we had a great one today for around lunchtime. We'll hopefully have a great one tomorrow. Yankees-Guardians game two, a lot on the line. And, hey, these two teams get an extra
0: day of rest because of this. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. Um, I got to get your take on the uh, Daniel Snyder thing about how he says he's got dirt on other owners and Roger Goodell, and because he's got dirt, he thinks he's got immunity. I have never – I mean, I've never heard an owner talk like this before. Then again, of course, it's Daniel Snyder because this should not come as a surprise to anybody, but uh, what do you think? Do you think that Roger Goodell is going to call his bluff and try to still oust him with the rest of the owners, or do you think they're going to back off because he might be telling the truth?
2: Well, this is uh, a great story, by the way, a a terrific story that I recommend anybody to read on ESPN.com talking about Dan Snyder. Uh, I don't believe him whatsoever. I think he's always been a liar, always been a con artist. How can we trust him? Somebody who's been so untrustworthy his entire tenure as the owner for the Washington Commanders. Uh, You know, I I also I look back to the workplace sexual misconduct, uh, the sexual assault allegations that have been there, uh, just the verbal abuse uh, you know allegations that have come out of there. He's just a terrible owner, and he has so much dirt on him. He's got to think
0: twice before claiming he has dirt on others. Aren't you fascinated though with what he said? Which is he's got enough secrets he's gathered up to blow up several NFL owners the league office and even roger goodell and then saying they can't f with me oh my goodness like it is that that is as crazy as it sounds and i'm sure the other owners would probably love to get him out um, if they could the only thing is is will um and this is the greatest um I i guess who was it daniel snyder had this quote he said the nfl is a mafia all the owners hate each other And one veteran owner said, that's not true. All the owners hate Dan.
2: Exactly. That is a
0: great response, isn't it?
2: Yeah, it is. And then the whole Jerry Jones part where he claims that he has an entire quote-unquote confidential file on Jerry Jones. What's in that file? Like, I'm so curious to hear what he has to say, all these allegations he wants to bring off on the table when everybody out there can't stand Dan
0: Snyder. Are you amazed that he has lasted this long? It's really unbelievable. Well, I mean, he doesn't want to sell the team, so yeah. I get it. Hey, when we come back, uh, we're going to spend plenty of time in our 6 o'clock hour with Lane Frank. We're going to make our NFL picks with another celebrity listener. Somebody, one of our listeners is going to have a chance to win that relax package that, unfortunately, Pinky didn't win last week. Maybe Rob will take care of that in our 6 o'clock hour. It's all coming up after the Dallas Cowboys update here on 600 ESPN El Paso. Here we go, final hour of Sports Talk. Welcome back. He's Adrian Broaddus. I'm Steve Kaplowitz, and oh, we love our 6 o'clock hour on Thursdays. Get to say hello to this man, 14-year-old Lane Frank, the host of Schoolyard Sports, the podcast. He's our our new uh, 6 o'clock regular on Thursdays, and he's brought to you uh, by none other then uh yep you guessed it folks uh it's so funny we talk about sponsorships it wouldn't be possible without river oaks properties they're making it happen they're bringing lane to the show lane looks like uh like i don't know where he is right now. So he's by a window i'm i'm a little confused on this last week he had the backdrop he had the schoolyard sports thing going today i think he's in his bedroom where where are you right now
5: we're in a hotel room right now but uh oh, yeah
0: okay. I just- Excited to get back in studio with you next week, Steve. Appreciate that, man. Thanks. So you're doing this from a hotel
5: room. All right. Yep. That's yep. That,
0: that's very cool. How was uh how was the vacation in New York? Was
5: it nice? Awesome. You know, Matt's obviously got clobbered, so uh tough stuff there. But yeah, it's been awesome.
0: Yeah, Matt's this disappointing end, right? As a Met listen, um I, i've been I've been through a lot of these kind of seasons, so it, it doesn't surprise me. I'm just disappointed in the way things ended. but unfortunately, uh, the Mets you know they just they'll they'll do that. they'll rip your heart out after you get they
5: tease you making you think that this is going to be a special year, right? You know, it's a tough thing about all the highs of the season, like the no hitter in May that seems like such a long time ago now it seems like two seasons ago, but yeah, it's just tough stuff, yeah MLB seasons too long. Well, I
0: listen. Here is my suggestion. Let me know what you think about this, okay? Because uh, this does not appear on the Schoolyard Sports podcast, which uh, drops I think later today, right? Uh, if it hasn't yeah. dropped yeah. already, but oh, you, you, dropped, you can you, you, go, you can use this. This is free. This is a, a gift from me to you, okay? So here is what I say they should do. Number one, they need to expand the divisional playoff series from five to seven because these guess the five it's not it's not right um, and shrink the regular season from 162 down to 154. That way they can start it early, the playoffs, and they don't have to worry about going into uh, November when they're going to be playing in snow in some of these, uh, some of these venues.
5: What are your thoughts? Do you- I like that a lot, 162, 154. But another interesting thing is start maybe March 23rd. It's not that cold out, March 23rd, something like that. End the season, say, mid-August, August 15th. August 20th, something like that. You get good 115, 120, whatever mad games it is. A lot of games in that range, Steve. Uh, yeah, I think that's the best way. Baseball is a stat-driven sport. It's tough stuff. I mean, you're never going to see a guy break a home run record ever again, so that's going to be the tough uh, spot of uh.
0: Lane, Lane, you can't play 120 games. We can't do that to baseball. We can't. That's too – listen, 154, okay? That's okay. what babe, that's... babe Ruth played 154 games. And that was 100 years ago. So, I mean, to me, and and when I bring up 154 to some of my uh, colleagues who do baseball, they think I'm like, uh, we're, we're committing a crime. I'm like, you're, you're trimming eight games off the schedule. But at least this way we can extend the playoffs a little bit more because, remember, they've expanded the playoffs, but what they've done now is they've, they've taken the divisional series, which is always the best of seven, and they're turning it into a best of five, which makes it Uh, much tougher for these teams, especially, like, take, for example, the Seattle Mariners, almost twice, but they lose both games. Now all the Astros have to do is win one of the next three, and it's over.
5: I mean, that's the weird part about baseball, though. Like, Mariners obviously aren't a better team than the Astros, but, like you said, should be seven, not five.
0: Well, the Astros, they got lucky. Let's be honest. In game one, Mariners had them down. You got to finish. You got to close them out. And oh, Jordan like and Jordan year, Alvarez is probably the most feared hitter right now in in baseball. When you see what yeah. he does,
5: I mean, uh, back in May I called him the best hitter in the AL, so over Aaron Judge. Yep,
0: and Aaron had a terrific year, but I don't know. Yeah. It just it just Jordan seems amazing. like when when the money is on the line and Jordan is up, he's doing something big he's every there. single yeah. time. You know that?
5: Yeah, I mean, he's amazing, Jordan. Air Jordan. Root for him. One Rookie of Year. It's been amazing for the Oscars.
0: He really has. Uh, Lane Frank with us uh, here, the host of uh, Schoolyard Sports, as we continue uh, here on Sports Talk. All right, um, let's also talk a little college football with you last week. Surprised by any of the results we saw around the world of college football?
5: Oh Yeah, I mean, there are a lot of great games in college football. Uh, In the Sumble Picks, I went 8 out of 10, but yeah, definitely... uh the a and game, that was awesome to watch as a fan. I mean, I think a matched up really well with Alabama in that game. Haynes King didn't have to do that much, but that defense just played so well. I mean, you saw their five-star crew, Walter Nolan, forcing two fumbles. He just played great in that one. AM and probably should have won that one, came down to the wire. Evan Stewart, that's the guy I look out for in a few years. Could win the Belindicoff Award in a few years. He's amazing. He played amazing in that game. So, yeah, a lot of interesting college football results. I'm not too worried about Bama. I know a lot of people are worried about that bama texas AM game saying, oh, Texas A&M, did not that good a team. They almost upset Bama. Texas A&M, good defense, good environment. I know it was in Bama. Still, Bama, yeah, interesting stuff right there. Lane, I don't want to take anything away from
2: schoolyard sports, but I do want to get your picks on two games in particular, first being USC and Utah, second being Michigan Michigan, and, and uh, Penn State. Who, who do you have in
5: those two games and why? So I picked both these games on my show, USC clobbers Utah on this one. Let me say what Utah runs the ball well. They manage the game. All the camera rising, he can run the ball well. He's mobile. The thing they struggle with most is a mobile quarterback. Game one, Anthony Richardson, I picked them to lose. They won. I mean, Anthony Richardson, Florida won. I picked them to win. Played great in that one. Mobile quarterback. They couldn't stop the run. Against UCLA, Dorian thompson robinson I picked UCLA to win that one. UCLA controlled the game the whole entire time. Against Utah, they ran the ball well. Caleb Williams may be the most explosive quarterback in college football. He can run the ball well. He can throw the ball well. He's mobile. This team creates turnovers. I think they're going to destroy Utah in Utah. And then for Michigan, Penn State, you know me, I'm a Michigan fan, obviously, but let me bring you some key points right here. J.J. McCarthy extends plays like no other in college football. Number two, dual three at quarterback in the class of 2020. Amazing quarterback, not, or 2021. Amazing quarterback, in my opinion, J.J. McCarthy. Blake Corm, the best running back in the country. Mike Morris and Yabi Oki, two of the best pass rushers in the country. You know the turnover buffs that they have after they get turnover, They take a picture with their glasses on. I think Michigan wins this one. They stopped the run. Michigan destroyed Penn State in sacks last year. I think they won this one again. Give me Michigan in Ann Arbor. You are
0: so biased. It is beautiful. You are. You are as biased number five the country. as country gets. Okay, oh, I brought up so many good points right there. You did bring yeah. up so many good
5: points, but you're still fully biased when it comes okay, to okay. this prediction. Let me explain. All, right, all right, let me explain why I'm not biased, though. Michigan last year, best offensive line in the country. They were voted as the best offensive line in the country. They brought in the best center in the country last year as a transfer. Blake Corham, most touchdowns in college football right now. J.J. McCarthy, 300 yards last week. This defensive line, seven sacks last week. This is a good team, Steve. You can't deny it. they got the best special teams in the country.
0: Fair enough. Who has Michigan played so far this year?
5: we played good teams. I'd say so. Non-conference schedule, who cares? Who cares about non-conference schedule? But uh, Maryland, it's a good Maryland team to Leah Tong Uh Indiana, don't ever down Indiana. I mean, Connor Baselak was throwing up some good passes there. Um, Iowa's Iowa. Obviously they got the good defense, but Michigan went up twenty nothing in that game, Steve. So yeah, I think Michigan legit. People like to hate in their schedule, but Ohio State I and mean, you know Ohio State's a bad schedule too. Not like they've done any good wins this year. That's true. America. That's true, and, and but najigba has
0: been hurt. I'm interested to see when. Look, he was there, the guy. Was. He, he was the listen, listen, stop. He was the guy coming into this season, and then he gets hurt the first game of the year. He really hasn't been the same since, and he's still out right now. So it's almost like Ohio State realizes, well, we'll keep our we'll keep our star receiver out until the schedule gets a little tougher. Then we'll try to bring him back for the big ones.
5: Well, they don't have to play him at all. They got Marvin Harrison Jr., arguably the best college football wide receiver. And Buka, obvious, are arguably the second best wide receiver in college football. Or number one, Brian Hartline, he's going to get a head coaching job one day. He's their wide receiver coach. He's amazing. They're amazing at recruiting. They got Julian Fleming, number one recruit in the 2020 class. I mean, they're a wide receiver factory right now. They're, it's different when Ryan Day and Myers, Urban Meyer is yeah. more in the trenches. He wants to, do, to win the game, run the football, offensive line, defensive line. Ryan Day is going for that big play. Lane
0: Frank hosts uh, Schoolyard Sports. He's with us here on Sports Talk as we continue. And um, and I have been asked by your sponsor to remind our listeners that you are 14 years old. They want that is something that we we have to continue to bring up. You've been doing this since you're 12. You're 14. You bring it every week. We love that. Give me your thoughts on the um, situation right now with Draymond Green avoiding a suspension. Should Draymond have been suspended for throwing that punch that was caught on video, we all saw it, uh, to Poole, in your opinion?
5: What do you want me to say? Draymond Green went to Michigan State. Jerome Poole went to Michigan. Obviously, I hate Draymond. I love Jerome Poole, but (laughs) it's it's basketball, I guess, Um, Draymond Green, I don't think he deserves to be suspended, but then you look at the Bobby Poor situation in 2018. He got suspended eight games for punching Nikola Miritic, so played fair. So as far as you're concerned, if you're going to be— now remember, here's the thing, too.
0: If the video wasn't out, nobody, unless you were at the practice, would have been able to really tell and convey just how devastating that punch really
5: was. He, he lunged and drilled Poole right in the face and knocked him down. He actually got knocked out. Stephen, A. said he had a source that he said he was just knocked out of Jordan Poole. Uh, I mean, we're not doing boxing here. We're playing basketball. So, Draymond um, Green, yeah, definitely a fine's coming his way.
0: All right. Um, also, if you were the NFL, would you um, suspend, and it's a tough one, Devontae Adams for what he did to the photographer leaving the
5: uh, stadium after the game? It's a tough situation. All right. It's kind of stupid that he got the misdemeanor. He's not even gonna stay in Kansas City. Something weird's gonna happen there. But um obviously you just you're just frustrated. The guy was in his way. It's fully Devontae Adams' fault. I'm not saying anything like that, but the guy filed a police report. The guy got up right away. Didn't seem like a big hit. Devontae Adams shouldn't be suspended. He apologized, he apologized numerous times. Seemed pretty sincere. Just work it out. Devontae Adams don't be suspended.
0: Just work it out. I mean, and that's the other question, okay? Is there a, uh, you know, there's the do's and don'ts of what you can't do in sports. Now, we talked about this. It looked like the photographer just happened to have his head down, walked right into his path, wasn't realizing it, but Adam shoved him. Now, the idea of filing an assault uh, with the police is, a, is, to me, it's a little extreme. Exactly. But still, as far as you're concerned, Devontae should not be suspended for this, Lane.
5: I mean, it was terrible about Devontae to hit him. The guy was just minding his business, walking away. But Devontae was able to own up to it, you know, apologize after the game, Twitter, mm-hmm. post-game press conferences. Are you filing an assault, assault uh, report? I don't get it.
0: All right, so as far as you're concerned, if you were the head of uh, discipline for the NFL and the NBA, no suspensions uh, for either Draymond or Devonte, despite the acts that took place exactly all right i like that that is uh lane frank giving us the load on are you ready to pick football games next
5: i am so ready to pick football games we won last week i'm winning again this week
0: you won 11 games last week by the way you, hey, you, you beat pinky
5: yeah we both did pretty well but um, you did one in the differences
0: all right listen hang tight and uh, when we come back we'll get to our uh football segment of picking games Good. okay all I'm right excited. you got it i'm excited too He's Lane Frank. He's with us here on Sports Talk. We're going to do that right after we say hello to Charlie One with this traffic update. To continue, we have Lane Frank with us right now. And uh, also, we have uh, none other than Rob, one of our listeners who is joining us via Zoom. So I'm excited about that. Oh. Would that help if I did that? Probably so you guys could actually hear me now. That makes sense. Thank you, Adrian. Um, All right. So as I mentioned, we have Lane Frank with us right now. We also have Rob, one of our listeners via Zoom, and we will play this week's NFL uh, picking contest. By the way, Rob, we appreciate you joining us today. Welcome aboard. Uh, Are you ready to go up against uh, a 14-year-old Lane Frank head-to-head? Yeah, I am. I'm ready. Um, Rob, but by the way, Rob, what are your credentials? Besides being a loyal listener to this radio station and calling in from time to time, let me hear about your, uh, your NFL credentials. So we get an idea of what we're dealing with here.
6: Uh, I would say, uh, a lifetime, um, NFL fan, So probably since about 2000 and, um, I grew up in a family of, uh, of, of gamblers, Mm. so I've probably been gambling for about 10, 15 years. Oh, I like Um, that using all the tricks my dad and my brother passed down to me.
0: That is phenomenal. Lane, you are going up against someone who is an experienced gambler in Ooh. his family. Now, these are just straight-up winners. We're not going up against the spread here, Rob. I hate to disappoint you, but that should probably make it easier for you, right? Because if you think about it, should it be easier picking straight-up winners than it is uh, against the spread?
6: Yeah, for sure. But, um, you know... I. By itself, yeah, but, but going against Lane, I have to beat him, so it's, it's
0: going to be difficult. Lane, are you afraid of Rob this week, given what he just told you about his background?
5: I mean, him being an experienced gambler, that's tough, but we're picking straight up. Hopefully I can win.
0: All right, that's good. I like that. Well, you, Lane, <clears throat> you've never really suffered from a lack of confidence when it comes to picking NFL games. Guess not. No. All right. That's good. All right, guys. Uh, by the way, Adrian, we have a great prize, don't we? We're, we're carrying over the Relax uh, gift card, the $50 gift certificate for axe throwing if we're able to get uh, Rob able to beat uh, Lane this week.
2: Yeah, not only are we giving away some axe-throwing sessions for this week's weekly Pick'Em contest, Steve, we're also going to give away a special prize for just the Thursday night game specifically. Winner-take-all, Thursday night football. If the winner wins, if Rob wins, he gets two tickets to the El Paso Zoo Society's uh, annual gala event that happens year after year. So, Rob, you'll get a chance to win this one as well if you pick Thursday's game correctly.
0: Awesome. Oh, that's good stuff, Rob. So you got to get started. Let's get it going, guys. Commanders and Bears, starting up right now at Soldier Field as we speak. It's on Amazon Prime, Prime Video. Commanders are 1-4. and four, They're 0-2 on the road. Bears are 2-3, and three, but they are 2-0 and o at home. Rob, you are the guest this week, the celebrity uh, listener guest. You get first shot at it. Who are we taking, Commanders or Bears? Uh,
6: I'm going to go Chicago at home. I, uh, the Commanders have burned me all year. There's no logic behind this other than I can't bet on Washington. I can't take Washington to win a game on the road.
0: Fair enough. Uh, Rob says yes
5: on the Bears. What about you, Lane? Oh, I'm disagreeing with you on this one. Washington, one win on the season. It's it a good Jaguars team. Carson Wentz, 6-0 and in his career on Thursday Night Football. Commanders, Brian Robinson starting this one at running back. In Commanders over the Bears.
0: Wow. Already you guys are disagreeing. We're just getting started. I love this. That is what I'm talking about. That's what makes this segment so much fun. All right, let's go to the Sunday games. Here we go. A lot of 11 o'clock games. We'll begin with the Jets and Packers. Jets are 3-2, and 2-0 and on the road. Packers are 3-2, and 2-1 and at home. We started with Rob Lane. Your turn. Kick us off. Who's winning this one? Are the Jets staying hot, or are the Packers going to get back to it at Lambeau? You
5: know, I'd love to shout J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 but uh, Packers, they're so mad after losing my Giants last week. They're going to be pumped up. Aaron Rodgers, they match up well against this Jets team. Jets team that runs the ball well, but... Packers got a good defensive line. They're going to show it this week. Give me the Packers over the Jets.
0: Packers says Lane. What about you, Rob?
6: I'm going to have to agree. Uh, I just saw the look in Aaron Rodgers' eyes after that loss. Um, I wouldn't want to be a team that plays that guy after his team gets embarrassed. So I, I got Packers easy.
0: Fair enough. By the way, the Packers are seven and a half point favorites at Lambeau for this one. Next up, 49ers and Falcons. Niners are three and two, one and two on the road. Falcons are two and three, one and one at home. Uh, it'll be in Atlanta at Mercedes Benz Stadium. 49ers five and a half point road favorites. We just need the straight up winner. Rob, who are we going with here?
6: Uh, this would be a uh, fairly easy pick, but um, San Francisco is really, really banged up right now, um, particularly on defense. I, I I might have to go with San Francisco, but it's, it's, it could be a very, very close game.
0: All right. Rob says San Francisco. Lane, it's your turn.
5: You know, Falcons are a really underrated team, good running quarterback. Mark's Mariota can create some problems. But, uh, yeah, I'm going agree with you on this one. San Francisco rolls. All
0: right. San Francisco on the road. That takes us to game number four, Pats and Browns in Cleveland at First Energy Stadium. Both teams are two and three. Browns are one and two at home. Pats are 1-2 and two
5: on the road. Lane, it's your turn. Preseason, I picked the Patriots to win this game over the Browns. Let's stick with it. I don't care what's quarterback, Bailey Zappi. Matt Jones, they still win this one. Chicago Brissette's struggling right now. I can run the ball well, the Patriots. and the Patriots.
0: Patriots, says Lane. What about you there, Rob? Uh, I've been a fan of, of
6: Bailey Zappi since uh, he torched UTEP here at the Sun Bowl. I've kind of had a an eye out for him, but I I, I think the Browns and the running game uh ends up being too much for New England. I, I got the Browns winning.
0: I'm with you, by the way. I'm a Bailey Zappy fan, too, ever since those Houston Baptist days and what he did at Western Kentucky. So Lane says roll Zappi. Browns for Rob. All right. That takes us to uh, our next game, Jags and Colts. Jags are two and three, one and two on the road. Colts are two and two, two, two and one, one and one at home. It's at Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis. Colts by two. Straight up winner. Rob, who are we going with here?
6: Uh, I think the gig is up on uh, Jacksonville. Um, they, I think they peaked a little early. Um, they're regressing back to what we thought they were. Uh, I'm going to take the Colts at home.
0: All right. What about you, Lane?
5: Jags kind of let Damien Pierce run all over them last week. In the game they played earlier in the year, Jackson Colts, Colts didn't really run the ball that much. They're going to learn from their mistake in this one. They're going to win this one. They're going to run the ball a lot with John Taylor. I agree. Give me the Colts.
0: All right. Both of you say Colts over the Jags. Here we go. We'll move along to the next 11 o'clock game. 4-1 and one Vikings visiting the 3-2 and two Dolphins. Dolphins are perfect at home. Vikings are 1-1 one one on the road. At Hard Rock in Miami, Minnesota is a field goal favorite, but we need a straight-up winner, Lane.
5: Skylar Thompson starting the game for the Dolphins. Skylar Thompson was a horrible college football quarterback. I'm not even going to lie. Kansas State wasn't that good there. Chris Kleiman finally found his guy in Adrian Martinez, but um, Skylar Thompson really didn't do much Kansas State. Don't expect him to do much in the NFL. Vikings are one of the best teams in the NFL right now. They moved to five wins in the season. Why, by the way, how does a guy who's so terrible in Skylar Thompson, how is he an NFL quarterback? Athleticism, Steve. That's all it is, is athleticism. Cause he can play wide receiver if you need to. He can play tight end. That's why you pick these guys in the seventh round, college quarterbacks. They can play different positions.
0: All right. Uh Lane
5: goes Vikings.
0: What about you, Rob?
6: Uh I'm gonna go the opposite way. I'm gonna pick the Dolphins at home. Uh I I think that I think the Vikings defense lets lets the games get way too close in the end. Um, they won a couple of a couple of games they shouldn't have, and I think the Dolphins squeak it out at home.
0: All right, Let's moving go. along. Sure. There we go. Bengals Saints up next. Next eleven o'clock game. Bengals are two and three, one and two on the road. Saints are two and three, one and two at home. It's at the Superdome in New Orleans. Cincy favored by a point and a half. Rob, get it started. Who's winning straight up?
6: Uh, I'm gonna go with the Saints at home. Uh, I really like what I saw last week. I do like them at home, and I don't like uh, the Bengals' protection package for Burrow. So I'm going to go with the Saints.
5: Saints says, Rob, what about you, Lane? Welcome home. Joe Burrow back to the Bayou. There's going to be a lot of Joe Burrow LSU jerseys in that stands. There's going to be so many. Uh, Bengals win this one. Saints, they used Taysom Hill so well last week. That was against the Seahawks. Bengals have a better defense than the Seahawks do. They win this one. Give me the Bengals over the Saints.
0: You guys have disagreed on... Four of the six games so far, or five, seven games. I love that. There's a lot of, lot of variation this week in our picks. That's good. I like. That's what we're all about. Giants and Ravens are next. Ravens are three and two, perfect on the road. Giants are four and one, two and one at home. Giants coming off that big, big win uh, out there in London uh, against the Packers last weekend. It's at MetLife. Baltimore five and a half point favorites. Lane, who are we taking?
5: Ravens are my Super Bowl uh, preseason Super Bowl pick. Well, Marjorie Alex was my preseason Super Bowl MVP. As much as I love to pick my New York Giants, I'm gonna show that I'm not to here, Steve. Like I did last week, Ravens won this one over the Giants.
0: All right, says uh, Lane. Ravens. What about you, Rob? Uh,
6: I'm gonna go uh, the Ravens. Um, I don't see them uh, losing too many games this year that they are are favorite in. Um, they're pretty consistent. I like their defense. Um, you know, there's nothing not to like about the Ravens right now. So, go with the Ravens,
5: Lane. Are the Giants a fraud at four and one? No. Definitely not. This division is pretty easy to win. You're going to win a game against the Cowboys. You're going to win two games against the Commanders. That's pretty easy right there. You get, get, get a few games against the Texans, the Colts, Jaguars. They can win the division.
0: Next up, Bucks and Steelers. Bucks are 3-2, and two, perfect on the road. Steelers are 1-4, winless at home. It's going to be at AccraSure Stadium in Pittsburgh. Uh, Tampa Bay, eight-point road favorites as we get going here, Rob.
6: Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Tampa Bay. Um, I think they get it done. I don't think Pittsburgh's very good. Um, yeah, there's not much more to say on that one.
5: All right, Lane. So on my podcast, Squared Sports, I have a segment called Squared Sports Scream, where I scream on somebody. And I screamed on Mike Tom last week because he threw Kenny Pickett into the fire. It was way too early to play Kenny Pickett. Their next four games, I said, were against the Bills, the Bucks, the Eagles, and the Cardinals. I said they're gonna lose all four of those games. Bucks demolish the Steelers in this one.
0: All right. Here we go. Now it's time for the late games. We have exactly five left. And there's some buys this week. Lions, Titans, Raiders, and Texans all on buys. Panthers and Rams. Panthers are one and four, oh and one on the road. Rams
5: are two and three, one and two at home. Uh Lane, kick it off. Uh, this is the easiest one to pick of the day. It's Rams over Panthers. Panthers, PJ Walker at quarterback. Matt Rule, no longer there. Steve Wilson coaches game. Rams really mad right now, 2 and 3 in the season. I think they win this one by a lot. How about
0: you, Rob?
6: Yeah, the Rams, the Rams have a bunch of starters out on their O-line, but I still think they find a way to to win that game, so I'm going to go with the Rams.
0: All right. Cards and Seahawks is next. This could be one of the more fun games of the weekend from Lumen Field in Seattle. Both teams are 2 and 3. Cards are 2 and 0 oh on the road. Seahawks are 1 and 1 at home. Arizona, uh, minus two and a half yet. We're just going straight up here. So Rob, uh, who are we taking?
6: Um, I like, I-, I like Arizona. I st- I'm still not a believer in Geno Smith. Um, he does have a high completion percentage, but it's a division game. It's going to be tight. And I-, I-, I think the Cardinals probably win this game by a field goal.
5: All right. What about you lane? Yeah, I got the Cardinals win this one too. Geno Smith playing an MVP caliber, right now, but, uh, Corners are mad. They're sitting at two and three right now. I think they get to three and three in the season. They they get a win. Kyler Murray plays well. Love this next
0: game. Bills and Chiefs could be game of the year material for the NFL out there at Arrowhead in Kansas City. Buffalo two and a half point favorites, even though they're four and one on the road. Uh, two and one uh, away from home. Chiefs are four and one this season. Two and zero oh at home. I'm a little surprised Buffalo's getting the uh, two and a half points because we know that home team usually gets three, which almost means that they like Buffalo five and a half if there was on a neutral site. That being said, Lane, you get to start it off. Uh, will Buffalo reign supreme or will Patrick Mahomes have the last laugh?
5: This is the first time Mahomes' crew is an underdog at home. It's 41 crew starts at home before this. Never been an underdog. He is this time. I think Cowboys-Eagles has potential to be game of the year, not this game right here. I think the Chiefs roll in this one, kind of like the Bills rolled over them last year. I think the Chiefs roll over them this year in the regular season. Bills Rob- crushed in the regular season last year. Chiefs won this one in the regular season.
0: Wow. All right, Lane says Chiefs. What about you, Rob?
5: Uh, Mahomes is 7 and one
6: against the spread as an underdog, but nobody stays undefeated forever. Uh, I'm going to go with the Bills in a revenge spot. Uh, to, to go to Arrowhead and win.
0: All right. Good to see you guys start good disagreeing stat, stat. again. I like it. What, what'd you say, Lane? I heard you mumbling under your breath. What were you saying there, Lane?
5: Good stat. Good stat. Definitely good stat. All right. Good Well, that's what there.
0: wouldn't you expect? He's a, uh, he comes from a family yeah, of degenerate yeah. gamblers. What, this is exactly <laughs> what I would expect from Rob. He yeah, gives us these kind of numbers, stat. you know? Awesome. Awesome. That, that's exactly right. All right. Here we go. We'll keep things moving right now, Rob. Since you're the hot man, Cowboys and Eagles is the night game. Philly, six and a half point favorites at home. They're 5 and 0, oh, 2 0 oh, uh, at uh, the link. Cowboys, four and one. They've been hot with Cooper Rush, two and0 oh on the road. Uh, who are we taking here, Rob?
6: I, I think uh, the Cooper Rush show uh, ends this week, uh, potentially. Hopefully Philly's uh, O- line is healthy, but uh, other than pass rush, I don't really see what Dallas does better than Philly. It's going to be at home, and I see a similar game how uh, Philly spanked the Vikings. Uh, I think the, the Eagles will win with fairies.:
5: All right. Uh, what about you, Lane? Birds rolling this one. Give me the Eagles. I think they won this one. It's going to be a good game. Cowboys have an awesome defense. Like you said, Rob, Cooper Rush show ends right here. Cooper Rush has not been good. I, I don't think he's passed for over 250 yards once this season, once in his career. Eagles win this one over the Cowboys pretty handily. Thank you, Steve, for finally not bringing on a Ballast Cowboys fan.
0: You're welcome. It's my pleasure, and I've worked on that for you, although next week might be a little different for you. Your, your okay. uh, celebrity guest uh, could be It'll be in our Lubingo studios with you, by the way. So mm-hmm. he's very excited about going head-to-head with you next week. You have no idea how excited he is. He's so excited he's actually here now just scouting the competition. He's scouting you as we speak. Uh, final game. It's a Monday night game. Broncos and Chargers from SoFi. Chargers are 3-2, and 1-1 one one at home. Broncos are 2-3, and 0-2 oh on the road. Chargers, 4.5-point home favorites. Lane, you get first up here in our last game of the day.
5: Broncos have been struggling. They struggle again. Broncos, I think their streak ends next week. I think they start getting rolling. Next week, uh, if that doesn't happen, the wheels fall off. The Chargers win this one over the Broncos.
0: All right. What about you, Rob?
6: Uh, I, think so. I would say over the last couple of years, uh, the Broncos and Chargers, regardless of roster, have split. Um it's, it's generally the game the Broncos win that the Chargers are favored in. Um There's no home field advantage at SoFi. It'll be 70% Broncos fans. Yeah. I would say it's, it's going to be a 50-50 game just because of Denver's defense and sloppy offense. I'm going to lean Denver by a field goal. I think, right. the, I think the Broncos pull the upset. There
0: wow. I love it. So Rob, you and Lane are differing on six games this week. That is a large number, six games. I'm excited for both of you. We'll see how things go. Um, any last words of encouragement, uh, Rob, that you'd like to give Lane and we'll let Lane return the favor before we end this segment.
6: Um, no, just, uh, thanks for having me on. Thanks for having me on the show. Um, I love your show and, uh, you know, good luck to Lane and, You know, let's just hope uh, the Broncos, Padres,
0: pull it off. All right, Broncos and Padres for Rob. Uh, By the way, we're scoreless uh, late in the first quarter for the Commanders and Bears, in case you're wondering that one. Lane, any final thoughts for Rob this week?
5: I appreciate it so much coming on, Rob. You're amazingly prepared. Keep on betting. Keep on using those stats. Appreciate it
0: good stuff uh lane you don't know who the celebrity guest will be picking against you next week we'll keep that as a surprise but since uh that individual is listening to this segment right now but you can't see or hear him any message about what that person should do in terms of being prepared to go against you next week
5: come prepared like rob did rob came prepared i'm gonna come prepared
0: too all right, I like that. Short, sweet, and to the point. Good job, everybody. Way to go, Rob. Way to go, Lane. <laughs> Enjoy yourself. And uh, we'll look forward to seeing you back in El Paso next week, alright?
5: Appreciate it. See you back, Steve.
0: Alright, guys. Take care, Rob. Good luck. Good luck. Um, all right. Uh, by the way, our celebrity uh, guest picker, uh, you can now, uh, if you would like to identify yourself, because they're already off. They're, they, they wouldn't be able to hear you on the Zoom call anyway, but uh, you are going to be picking in our uh, Lubingo um, Oil Changer Studios next week against Lane face-to-face. You just got a chance to listen to 40 minutes of him, uh, and you heard the segment, Are You Excited About This Opportunity? Hang on one
4: second. Hang on one second. There we go. Now you got you. Go ahead. Oh, absolutely. He he does know what he's talking about, and he um, he does a studying, and, um, you know, it, it'll be a tough, tough competition. I can tell you that uh, we picked three different ones today. Okay. We picked the Cleveland game different, the Giants game different, and the Cowboys.
0: That was it? That's it. That's oh, and you
4: and Lane were the same. Except for three. That's so interesting. So I, I kind of feel bad that it's going to get those three wrong, but... He still does. He knows his stuff. He does a great job, and um, I'll tell you one thing: it's. Uh, he'll, I'll, I'm pretty excited to go head to head with him, and uh, we'll see how I did this week.
0: I'm excited. He makes me laugh. I love him. He's just a, He's. he's he, I know he's 14, but he's good at what he does. <laughs> he's got a lot of personality, and he's very. Yeah, he's very confident, which we think is is just so much fun for us on the show. We love that.
4: Oh, he's got a plethora of knowledge when it comes to the games, and I was very uh, impressed, excited, and I know that. Uh, It'll be tough for me to beat him, to be honest with you. I, I You know, I um, I don't have the type of knowledge that he has, even though I am a football fan and I do watch him. And I'll, I'll even um, – I did it last week. Yeah. And um, I hate to admit this, but I'm going to admit it to you and I can show you. Okay. I won two, lost 14.
0: You went two and 14 last week doing That's, this? Yep. Oof. Okay.
4: That's my knowledge of it well, so.
0: Well, the good news is this time you bounce back because you guys <laughs> pretty much picked the same games which means either lane's going to be terrible again this week or you're going to have a much better week. So hopefully I did you have you
4: assistance did though from on my like, 2 and 14 and I'm not mm-hmm. going to blame anyone on it. You know, you have to learn to accept and take responsibility for it. That is
0: that is very very true. All right, good. I think he's going to be excited to see you. He doesn't know you're coming into the studio next week. That's going to be a lot of fun. So um, thanks for sitting in today and uh, doing a little extra scouting, getting a chance to listen to what you're going to be going up against. And uh, it should be fun.
4: After a two and 14 week, I need a lot more than just a little scouting. That's true. That is very, very (laughs) true.
0: Oh, my God. All right, uh, Mr. Mayor, great to see you. Thanks for dropping
4: in today. Thank you. And good luck to both of them. eh? They both have a plethora of knowledge, and it's going to be exciting to see who comes out ahead.
0: It's going to be fun, too, when Oscar Leaser comes up next week, goes head-to-head with Lane Frank. That's going to be great, too. Come back. Wrap it up next. Sports Talk continues. 600 ESPN El Paso.